It was the third day of the school year, and I was on a new bus route. I rumbled down a dark street at 6.30 a.m. Normally, that street was empty. But this morning, other cars quickly turned in behind me. They were being diverted by construction. The sudden glare made it difficult to see as I pulled alongside a waiting student. I followed the bus driver's protocol to safely provide entry for them. I then shut my door, looked into my side mirrors, and prepared to move forward. Joni, Joni, Joni. A disembodied voice spoke with both urgency and calm into my left ear. It made me stop and look. And then I noticed there was another student running to my door. I hadn't seen them because of the glare of car lights against the mirror. But who called my name to tell me? Uh, no, actually warned me. It made me shake. I looked behind me. A teen was slumped against his window, sound asleep, oblivious to the voice I just heard. Was some tragedy averted? Would the second student getting on at that stop been injured in some way if I continued forward? Why else would an angel have warned me? Oh, yes, I do believe the voice I heard had to be an angel. For me, there is no other explanation that makes sense. And today, we're going to talk about these amazing assistants of the Most High God. Today, we're going to look at Psalm 91, verse 11. I heard someone say yesterday that Psalm 91, verse 1, is our emergency call to God. Get it? 911. That's why in these days, when the world is on a lockdown and while a pestilence stalks in darkness, we need to pull this verse out and raise it up to God. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, today we're in Psalm 91, verse 11. So it's 911 as well, but it has an extra one. I think these are the EMT workers that come zipping out of the heavens when the 911 call comes in. Psalm 91, verse 11 says, For he shall give his angels charge concerning thee to keep thee in all thy ways. This verse has become my most prayed verse of all in recent years. I pray it almost daily. I pray it over my school bus when I'm driving it. Lord, give your angels charge concerning this bus and concerning me and concerning all the kids that would ride on it today. And I pray it over my family, especially those like my son who live so far away. Lord, give your angels charge concerning my son. Give your angels charge concerning my husband as he works in the prison, my grandchildren at school, and so on. So what is an angel? Well, the Bible has a lot to say about angels. They are mentioned continually in the Bible. Are they cute, chubby little babies with gilded arrows floating on clouds? I can't actually say whether such angels do or do not exist, but the ones I'd read about in the Bible are described as mighty many times. For instance, Psalm 103 verse 20 says, Bless the Lord, ye his angels that 
that are mighty in strength, that do his commandments, obeying the voice of his word. Are angels the souls of departed saints? Nope. The Bible draws a clear distinction between men and angels. In fact, it depicts angels in 1 Peter 12 as desiring to look into the gospel which is preached to us. They are fascinated by God's love for us. I'll tell you more about that in just a minute. Well, I admit, these spirits created by God are largely mysterious and ninja-like. And yet, we see them throughout the Bible, rescuing folks and coming with messages. When Peter was locked up in a cell between two guards in Acts 12, he was expecting to die. But the story recounts, Now an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. He struck Peter on the side and raised him up. (laughs) Let me put this in my own words. And he said, hey, dude, get up, quick. That's what I picture. I picture this angel nudging Peter like you would a friend. Come on, come on, get up. So Peter wakes up all groggy, thinking, whew, I am having an interesting dream. Get dressed, get your shoes on, the angel told him. Okay, now get your jacket on. Peter obliges, and he follows that angel right out of the prison. There's a great big iron door, and that just opens up on its own. Angels definitely have superpowers. Peter followed the angel on down the street until suddenly his night visitor disappeared. Somewhere in there, Peter was like, uh, whoa, that was real, and I'm free. I like that story about angel. We see it both as a messenger and as a deliverer. And this angel came in answer to the saints' prayers, who'd been praying all night for Peter's rescue. Now, here's another question. Do we have a guardian angel? Well, the idea of guardian angels comes from what Jesus told us in Matthew 18.10. He said, See that you did not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my father. I guess I would have to deduce from that that we do have angels assigned to us, and maybe more than one. I think it's awesome that they genuinely care about children, (laughs) and they tell on us if we treat a child poorly. So, be nice to kids. Now, I have a weird story, and I'm going to admit right now it's weird. But I have to tell you about a time God showed me angels and how they minister. I was visiting the Kansas City House of Prayer for 10 days. You can find that place online, and there's worship and prayer before God 24-7, and they've been doing that for about 25 years. Well, I was spending as much time as I could just being in God's presence, worshiping, praying, reading my Bible, attending classes. It was such a great atmosphere to be in, and combining that with 10 days of being devoted to God, I think it caused the heavenly kingdom to become as real to me at times as the earthly kingdom. Well, on my last day, as I was in the prayer room, I began to have a sense of angels. I did not see them physically, but I was very aware of them, and I knew what they were doing. 
it's like I saw them with some sort of spiritual insight. Some of the things I saw them doing were like touching the vocal cords of the singers to assist their ability to keep singing, even though they would go for two straight hours. They were floating and flying to the worship. Some stood near people as they prayed. They assisted with their prayers. And some stood by as they prayed for healing and were touching them, assisting with that healing. They were having fun, too. I saw an angel pretend to drum with the drummer, and it seemed he and his pals were totally amused. These angels fell laughing about this. But what I remember most was when the music turned to a song about Jesus' shed blood and sacrifice for us on the cross. Then it seemed all the angels hushed and stood at attention with awe and wonder. I actually believe they cried, not tears the way humans do, but from a deep place within them. These beings who behold the face of God are more connected, more amazed by the grace of God given to us through Jesus than than we, the recipients of such grace are. I want you to know, I really did begin to think I was starting to go crazy and imagine things. You might be thinking that right now, and I don't blame you. And I decided I had to get out of that prayer room. I still remember going outside and trying to calm down and shake these images out of my mind. And it took a little while. That night we had a prayer session at the house that I was staying in. As we were praying, the hostess looked at me solemnly and she said, God is telling me you've been seeing angels and that it's okay. I was glad she said that. (laughs) So through the years, it is clear to me there's an angel or two hanging out and continuing to do God's bidding. Honestly, I bet you've experienced a rescue or coincidence that can only be attributed to an angel. How about a sudden change of mind that keeps you from danger? What about turning a page in your Bible and you're exactly at the verse that you needed to read that moment? What about taking in your car for an oil change? The mechanic says, man, it's a good thing you brought your car in. Your tie rod was going to break any second. Now, we do not command angels. God commands them. They do God's bidding, not ours. But Psalm 91 verse 11 says that he shall give his angels charge concerning you. It's yet another great promise in Psalm 91 that we can hold on to, that we can claim, and we can trust in. Right now, as coronavirus wanders the streets looking for a victim, angels have charge concerning you. Well, I am nowhere done talking about angels. And I have a few more stories to share about how they're at work in the world today. So I'm glad that verse 12 is going to go on to say even more about these mighty, magnificent messengers of God. So come back next time. Go to Spotify. Follow this podcast to be sure and hear more about the angels. Share it with friends so we can all find strength and peace in God's secret place together. Until then, have a beautiful day. God bless you.